everybody this is another episode of not your average citizens i'm nat and i'm joined with my lovely and wonderful co-host jimin hello and we are here to give you the raw unfiltered and always honest and sometimes controversial uh low down and high down on k-pop and i don't you know, I'm just I'm just going with it, okay? On <laughs> <laughs> K-pop and the fandom. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And always remember to like, comment, and share. So, to start it off, uh, Jimin, what are you listening to? You go first. Okay. I've been lis- I was listening to Super M's Mini, and then it got removed from iTunes for whatever reason or Apple Music for whatever reason so basically I don't I haven't really been listening to K-pop outside of that to be honest yeah now that I think about it I was just pretty much just listening to Too Fast and No Manners on repeat and that was about it and in terms of non-K-pop I've been listening to some Ariana okay I say some Ariana but it was really just uh no more t- tears that song sell out i love that song i don't care and i've been listening to my staples like kevin garrett and marina and the diamonds and some coldplay actually because they came back but their new songs are trash so i just went back to their old music oh and mumford and sons because i love them as well but that's about it what about you okay so in terms of my listening yes um k-pop wise obviously too fast is pretty much just on repeat um that's the main song too fast and rosie of course mostly too fast though in terms of non-k-pop my western music or just non-k-pop in general i've been going through this really weird like throwback phase i've been listening to a lot of throwbacks so i've been like streaming um you found me you found me by the fray Okay. Listening to oh, that. I love that song. Sure. <laughs> but we we've all found God on the corner of first and I'm aside. So I'm so true. So that's been one. I've been listening to a lot of Paramore, like all of their like misery business. Um literally everything. Any Paramore song. Okay. Um, I've I been like listening- Decode. Sorry, yes. Yes. But I haven't been listening to Decode. Oh, okay. but I do like the coat. I've been listening to some Mayday Parade. Obviously, you guys know. Uh, My Chemical Romance. Love it. You've been listening to My Chemical Romance? Isn't, isn't that? Oh, sorry. You know what? I thought you said the Black Parade. <laughs> no, no. I was like, wait, MCR? Yay! But okay, sorry. No, actually, I could never get into MCR, but I've been listening to Mayday Parade, All American Rejects, specifically It Ends Tonight and Dirty Little Secret. Um, and the Panic at the Disco for some reason. I've been going through like a huge Panic at the Disco phase. And I want to say that is Emotions by Destiny Shop. Love it. Even though that's not their song, guys. 
it's, it's still the, the superior version of that song. The Bee Gees did um, it. They did it well. Uh, Destiny Child did it better. <laughs> okay, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm just being honest here. Yes. I've been listening to some Jong Hyun, of course, mostly Skeleton Flower, like some a lot of his like ballady songs. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, Jong Hyun is K-pop. I don't know why I said that with like my Western music, but. <laughs> And I think that's pretty much the main things I've been listening to. Sorry that that took so long. I just, there's been so many like bands and I was trying to think of all of them. You have been listening to much more than myself, than I have, to be honest. So it's it's great. (laughs) Next, uh, we're going to talk about comebacks. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Uh, So comebacks are coming and I'm so excited. Brown Eyed Girls is coming back. And even though they they sort of played us a bit with their comeback, because I thought it was all original music, but it's more of a remake album. So they're not like remaking their own songs. They're remaking just other songs, like random other songs that they like and whatever. That was that really playing you, though? <laughs> yeah, because I was expecting a new album, new original music, something similar to Basic, which is their last album that they came out with. And from what I can see, I mean, I'm not really 100% familiar with all of the songs they're remaking, but it seems like there's a fair amount of ballads. Oh. So, yeah, I, yeah, that's my only thing, but we'll see. Because, I mean, there's so many ways that you can, like, remake a, a song. So, and if if the Wonder Girls could take a trot song and make it, like, a, a rock song, there's so much things that you can do. So, I'm still excited. I'm still hoping to see what they come up with uh next uh rainbow rainbow disbanded unfortunately screw because of dsp and the fact that they screwed them and throughout their most of their career uh but they are coming back for their 10th anniversary and they're going to be dropping a single so i'm very excited to see that because i i do follow most of the girls on instagram and they've always been very pro rainbow and just they always get together for the anniversaries and they're just lovely people. So I'm really excited about that. There's Edon, who's now going by Don, and Huna, who signed to P Nation, which is size record label. Uh, and they're gonna be dropping albums or comebacks on the same day for whatever reason. Apparently they're a competitive couple. Sure. I wonder if the whole the, the whole Edan is becoming Don thing is because um, Cube owns the Edan name. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, they own all his old music, so it wouldn't be surprising. Hmm. And Beast had to change their name when they left too, right? So yes, they did. So I think because Huna's name is actually her name, <laughs> I think yeah. that was the only she was able to move on and do that. Uh, but I think. I honestly think that she left on her own terms because she's also able to perform her own music because she's been still touring, like con- like doing concerts at schools and like, you know, special events or whatever in Korea. And she's still performing all of her old songs. So it, it feels to me like for her specifically, she left on her own terms and she was able to take her music. Either she's paying them a fee or she she owns her masters, but she was able to leave and not really be affected by it. But Beast, aka Highlight, and now Edon, aka Don, seem to have not been so lucky, unfortunately. Taeyeon's coming back. She was supposed to come back on the 22nd, but because of this, what happened with Sully and her needing to take some time off, which is very understandable, 
she has pushed her comeback to the 28th and it's going to be a full album that's going to include blue and four seasons which she released earlier this year and so that's should be pretty exciting that's an interesting choice to include much earlier releases because four seasons was like march or february yeah yeah it was like just the two singles that she had released and they did really well like very very well she was pretty much still charting and then obviously she dropped her ost earlier this year like early i think in the summertime and it was huge like it was being covered on like music shows and stuff like that like a huge huge hit so she's had a good year even though she hasn't been on like promoting it much in korea outside of like some concert tours uh but i guess when you already pay your dues as as an idol you can just kind of do what you want promotion wise afterwards yeah everything's sort of on your terms so we'll see how that goes and anybody you want to talk about um yes so day six is coming back or came back i should say yes that's super exciting because i'm starting i'm trying to get more into them so very excited about that i have to go ahead and listen to that text came back Yes. Allegedly, this is the greatest album of all time. So (laughs) I will be out. We are considering a listening party, not a listening party. Um, Sort of what we did with Super M, maybe like an album review episode. If you guys would like to hear something like that, let us know. And then there, God 7 is coming back soon. Yes. God 7. Do you want to talk some about that? Do you have anything to say about that? Oh, no, I was just going to say that it looks like they have a big sort of lead up to their next album or next comeback. It's not just like, here's a teaser. It's like, here's a teaser video and here's a film. And it it looks kind of elaborate. Yeah, there is. I Lullaby had similar effort. Okay. In terms of having a lot of things released before the actual music video drop. Okay. So... I don't know if this is just like the new face of God seven, like the new direction or whatever, but I, I am interested to see. I think so far I have only in terms of like the production from the members, Jackson's the one that we reacted to, not any of the other ones <laughs> that that song was pretty decent. I forgot what it was called, but so I'm kind of curious to see where they go. I don't know where God seven can go from here. Um, but yeah, so there's God Seven, and then there's Monster X is coming back. Yes, they also have a lot of teasers. People are commenting that the teasers seem rushed. I don't know that I quite agree with that, but that's what people are saying. So, but those are really the main comebacks in that the people that came back and the people that are coming back. So we we're just looking forward to what what people are putting out there. As we were very very pleased with the debut of Super M. Yeah. And we're curious. I actually forgot ATs, I think, just came back as well. But anyway, we were very pleased with the debut of Super M. And so we want to see for for me, Super M is the high point of the year so far. So we want to see if anyone, at least me, I want to see if any other group can challenge that spot. Because right now they're pretty solidified, in my opinion, as number one rookies of the year. Oh, I don't see. Yeah, there's no really call, real competition. And number two, I think that they could easily be in the talks of like having. I don't know if they're going to get song of the year because dropping was not the best part of the album. It was not. 
I would argue that there were better titles this year, but yeah, I think yeah. as albums as a whole, I think this was probably the best mini that yeah. I listened to this year. So definitely. Uh, definitely looking forward to seeing what everybody puts out, especially Got Seven and seeing like, well, in, in my opinion, especially Got Seven and seeing where that all goes. So yeah, awesome. Okay, so Music Bank has recently celebrated their 1,000th episode special. And they did have some regular stages, but they did have a lot of covers in their special stages. And I mean, there's a lot of, you know, like new groups or newish groups who did established groups like Shiny and H.O.T. and Brown Eyed Girls and Wonder Girls and SNSD. And, you know, the most of the songs that they or the groups that they were covering were first and second generation. And I thought that was really interesting considering that we're technically kind of in the fourth generation, I would say. And a song like Growl, which is huge, by EXO came out seven years ago, which is ample time, you know, for it to be covered as well. But the fact that these groups are still going back to the first and the second generation and early in their careers, if you see some of the songs that they're doing, like Genie and Abracadabra and Nobody and Sorry, Sorry, like they're not doing later songs from any of these groups. They're doing early songs from these groups. It's kind of interesting that the first and the second generation are still sort of the standards in K-pop. And I would also argue that they're still make those are songs that are considered nation songs. We don't really sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say that I don't feel like even the biggest songs that's come out in the last like five to you know, three, four years, even last year with Love Scenario and Bam Bam or Boom Boom, sorry. Uh, they they were huge. They were everywhere. They were popular songs, but I would argue that they're not nation songs or national songs or the nation songs as they call them so i i just feel like i think there's an argument to be said that as oversaturated as the korean market has become and with the fact that like you know these these groups are dropping you know record-breaking singles people love it you know the world over but they're not sticking they're not staying in people's minds as like like the old songs used to so yeah that's kind of just what i thought was very interesting by the the song selection here yeah yeah i mean you have to ask yourself what songs are truly generation defining from the third and the fourth gen i mean obviously there's a lot of great songs of course of course but so I think fourth gen it's a little too new obviously but third gen is like that weird generation where you saw this explosion of these groups. Um, I'm not saying it wasn't there in second gen. It obviously was, but I think the reach extended in the third gen. And you had, there was a lot of weird stuff going on in that generation that didn't happen in generations before. And if I, I couldn't pick a generation defining song for the third gen or, or even a group of generation defining songs. So for example, second gen, you can say any, you can think of shiny songs, you can think of Big Bang songs, you can think of Girls' Generation songs, things like that. But when I think of third gen, I guess you can say like a Twice song, <laughs> you can say EXO songs, you can say, of course, BTS songs. But I just feel like I don't know that I would, like you said that about the nation songs thing. I don't know that you could just walk up to a random Korean person in South Korea, of course, not in America, but in South Mm -hmm. Korea of any age, and then just start like 
singing a third gen song and then they're going to automatically know there's still a lot of koreans that don't even know who bts is and bts is the arguably the biggest group ever in k-pop in the world at this point at this point, yeah, at this point <laughs> yeah. it's like in the yeah. it's like in the world they are yeah. but you still have to understand like in their in their country if i walked up to somebody and i like sang a random big bang song they might know it like th- there's a strong chance that they would know it yeah you and there's also a strong chance that you would hear it like just playing in exactly. in the in the environment i don't think you'd get that same thing with exo or red velvet or any of these other even though yes they're great groups with great songs and songs that i would argue are long lasting you have to look at it from the lens of what does korea think because obviously music bank is korean it's not based on what we think it's based on what south koreans think yeah absolutely and like as you said there are some songs now that people have dropped that i love and i i rate higher than some of the old songs like do not talk to me about HO2's Candy. I don't care how many groups want to remake that song. It's a trash, shitty song. But <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> do I know all the like English parts of it? Yes. Why? Because it's played enough. And I've been in K-pop long enough to have heard every single cover you could think of. Because some of my favorite groups have redone it. You know? Yeah. So- you know, so well, like, like it's, sorry, sorry. I think that exactly. song is g- complete garbage. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think Ring Ding Dong is garbage. Yeah. But it is not. <laughs> it is one of those songs that is like, you're not just playing Ring Ding Dong, like Rent. No, like it, you're memeing Ring Ding Dong, right? Well, here's the thing about Ring Ding Dong. When <laughs> I went to Shiny's concert, mm-hmm. that was one of the most popular songs they performed. Like, they yeah. were singing it everybody in the audience was singing even at the end of it he was like wow i i, I didn't know that this was as popular as it seems like you must he went to a friend. concert that i watched on youtube because <laughs> oh. i remember keep saying this oh well it was at uh the sony center in toronto so i don't know maybe that was what you're watching but maybe maybe i, I watched the can yeah but it was really crazy because that song came on and everybody exploded and everybody was singing along and he was just like at the end like what is going on here? <laughs> like, I just like, like, like Gangnam style, Gangnam style. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't, I do not think that that is like a great. It's okay. I, I wouldn't listen to it like in my playlist, right? But it's what it is. It, it's a culture defining song. Exactly. And it's actually one of the most popular songs played at like celebratory events. Exactly. Like, SM Town plays that song every time they have like one of their SM Town like you know family concerts. Yes, yes. They play that song at the end of almost every concert. So it's like, and it's not even an SM artist. So it's just like certain songs just have an impact for whatever reason. Like we talked about that. We talked about in the Super M special episode about like jopping and the impact it could have, and Soldier Boy and compared to the Soldier Boy. Obviously, Soldier Boy is no no temptations or like no, no. <laughs> no Luther Vandross or something, but <laughs> it it was what it was for the culture, and it's still a fun song that like I still if I heard a Soldier Boy song come up, I'd probably do the Soldier Boy to that song, <laughs> like I'd do the crank that. Yeah, so. it's so true. But yeah, I just thought that was kind of interesting when I was seeing the songs that they were remaking. It's just yeah. But uh, yes, so the next topic we're going to talk about are the MAMA nominations for 2019. And we know that whoever 
shows up will win an award. So <laughs> the nominations for, I guess the big awards, I'll just say like best, best new male artist would be 86, a tease, text, Kang Daniel, Kim Jae Hwan, and X1. Who do you think is going to win? Either X1 or even Kang Daniel. You don't think text is going to win? No, I do, I do not see it for them. Okay. Interesting. Do you I think they're going to win? Um, I feel like it'll be one of those tight situations. And I think that they have a good chance of winning because Kang Daniel fell out of favor a bit. And uh, yeah, the BTS connection. About it. Yeah, I guess. But also the BTS connection, especially if BTS is actually going to be there, might guarantee a text win. Oh, yeah. If I, you know what? I didn't think of it that way. If BTS performs, text is going to win, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. So, best new female artist would be Itzy, Rocket Punch, Ben, is it B V N D I T, Vindit, Everglow, Somi, and Cherry Bullet. Who do you um, think it's definitely gonna? You said it was Everglow, one of them. Yeah, Everglow was one of them. It's between Everglow and Itzy, and I'm leaning a little bit towards Everglow. Everglow right now, just because uh, of like, yeah. the recency. I think that Itzy is going to win because they are the best-selling new group so far. And even though I feel like Everglow should win because they're better, their releases are better anyways. No, I guess uh, I was yeah. most, more so off of the recency bias because Itzy uh, has not released in a minute. So, well, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's not summer. They dropped Icy. Right. Yes. But Everglow yes. released, what, like three weeks ago? Yeah, has it been three weeks? Oh my gosh. It feels like that song has been out forever. Adios. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I definitely want Everglow to win. I just don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I was actually surprised that Somi was nominated because I thought she just flopped completely with yeah, that birthday. They song. did not like Somi. So yeah, surprising. Okay. So best male group would be EXO, God 7, NCT 127. Monster X, BTS, and Seventeen. Why are we pretending like this is? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is why are we. I don't even see the need for us to pretend like we don't already know. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. We already. Well, I mean, you know what? SM artists don't even go to award shows anymore. So, if but if they give, uh, no, I heard, um, they're gonna have some SME artists here, like allegedly this year. So we'll yeah, see. It doesn't matter because they're not winning anyway. <laughs> So. <laughs> but I was going to say that if if BTS wins like best, I don't know, artist or best song or whatever, they might give this to another group. Because, you know, like sometimes they try to like stagger it. Oh, so like, yeah, that's know? true. So. Because the other year, was it last year? I think yeah. BTS, instead of winning three out of three, they won two out of three. And yeah, I so. was mad and I was like, they only did that so that it could like seem fair like, exactly exactly because exactly. Um, it's not okay based on just record sales anyways it's, it's based on other factors this so. mail might go to 17 then because they had yeah. a release that was hugely successful exo uh, hasn't released so it's not gonna go no. to EXO. who else was in there uh nct 127 got seven and seven and yeah that's those are the other groups. God yeah. Seven is irrelevant and nct is just they don't have the clout yet that they need Okay. Yeah, I think 17 could be a wild card here, to be honest. So that'd be very interesting to see. Yeah. So best female group. I mean, <laughs> if it's not twice, I don't really know what to say, but okay. Black, <laughs> there's Blackpink, 
twice, Red Velvet, Mama Moo, Eyes One, and Girlfriend or G Friend. It's it's only twice out of those. Yeah, me too. Nobody else is competing. Blackpink nope. actually would probably get negative votes. So. <laughs> and that's not because I don't like Blackpink. That's because everybody is on the hate YG anything yg related train so that's true that's very true and who knows if they'd even be there to perform yeah they're point, so. yeah uh so best male artists we have park hyoshin baekhyun mino taemin and paul king oh so that's why sm is going because baekhyun yeah. is getting that award <laughs> <laughs> really i thought park hyoshin would win it or paul i Kim. have no clue who those people are they're so. actual singers i mean like Okay, these guys are actual singers too, but like they're not idols. Not idol singers. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so they're not idol singers. They're like singers who just oh yeah. So, it's either gonna be a non-idol singer or Beckhyun. I don't see Taemin getting it because I feel like Chinese members have always been like shut out. Very yeah mm, yeah. So I just don't. Even though I feel like Taemin has a superior discography, I, he's not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised they put Minnow in her. They probably just said, like, we need somebody who is not from SME and who is just another idol. And they're like, yeah, you know. <laughs> so best female artist is Jenny, Changha, Taeyeon, Hees, and Hwasa. Why do you be calling Hayes like Hayes. five different names? I, you know what? I couldn't remember what their correct was, but I just went with it. <laughs> it's going to be Changha. Really? I think it's going to be Taeyeon because Taeyeon has done better than her. I would actually yeah, argue, Koreans don't really. Oh no, Koreans love like Taeyeon, especially like. Lady. I think I th- I think they love Chunga. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be really interesting because I feel like. Ch- oh, hmm. Okay, so Chunga with Gotta Go, especially yes, that's still one of my favorite songs this year, and I think it's the strongest one here. But Taeyeon did better on the charts with all of her releases, uh, and she, you know, is her voice is amazing. And then Hwasa did really well with that Twit song that I would I listened to the Girl, other day. I I had to hear that because I was um listening to like a K-pop 2019 playlist yeah. while I was editing and whatnot and not editing, I don't know what I was doing, but I was listening to that. Yeah. And girl, it's much better on the second listen than it was the first time I heard it. It's yeah. still trash. Still not a good song. <laughs> I mean I I I think it came on another playlist that I was listening to. And I was like, oh, this is a good song. Why? I was like, I was kind of like for a second, like, why don't I listen to this more often? And then I remembered who it was. And I was like, oh, never yeah, mind. you know, like Hasa. Never mind. Uh, and who else? Jenny for Solo, obviously. But Solo's pretty old, right? Yeah, Solo's like over. Isn't it over a year old? Yes. Yes. First of all, anytime, I'm just going to just just put this out here sure. don't even bother saying yge artists <laughs> because they're just not getting anything so you yeah. don't even have to say their names we know that they're not getting awards and then we have best dance performance solo so we have sunmi with la la Lei, jenny with solo chungha with gotta go taemin with want and hwasa with tweet i'd be shocked if taemin didn't win i'd be surprised if chungha didn't win this one you know what, Chunga or Taemin, I guess. Yeah, most of Chunga for the popularity aspect, but Taemin yes. for the actual like talent aspect. Yeah. <laughs> and then for best dance performance female group, we have G Silent Idol with Senorita, uh, Blackpink with Kill This Love, Twice with Fancy, Red Velvet with Zimzala Bim, 
is one with Violetta and G friend with Sunrise. Twilight. I mean, if doesn't go, doesn't go to fancy, just throw it out. Throw everything also, out. Also, fancy is so much better when you listen to it for like a third time. Oh, I listen to the fancy often, so <laughs> I'm on maybe like fiftieth. Also, are all of these categories like girl categories, or do they just happen to be dominated with girl? Well, the second like there was one the band the best dance performance solo was uh you was both sex and both genders. Sorry, uh, but everything else I I mentioned has been pretty gendered. Like okay best male best female kind of thing and let's see who else is next oh so we have best dance performance male group with exo with temple got seven with eclipse new us with bet bet monster x with alligator bts with boy with love and 17 with fear i know i I I was just waiting for one category where it just seemed balanced i'm not gonna answer that yeah well what's next so they have best. it's gonna be 17 probably though yeah yeah. Seventeen is going to take home a lot of the more minor male awards. I could see that because they did surprisingly, like, I mean, not surprising to people who are actually really big fans of them, but like to a lot of like people who don't really know much about Seventeen or don't think about them often, they did very well, um, especially in this climate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next is best vocal performance solo. And it's uh, Kim J. Hwan with Begin Again, Park Bomb with Spring. Ben with 180 Degree, Jang Bom Jun with Karaoke, Chen with Beautiful Goodbye, and Taeyeon with Four Seasons. It's going to be the non-idol. Yeah, I think Ben is probably going to win. She's really good music. But I Oh, I love Ben. Seasons. Wait, did yeah. you just say, go back, go back. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> what? You said Ben? I ben, didn't even hear you say Ben. Yeah. Ben What's with 100, 180 Degrees. Oh, you know what? You know yeah. why that went over my head? Why? <laughs> because this is gonna make me sound like a horrible person. I can never remember Korean song names. Like if it's a Korean in Korean, I never yeah. remember the English. So I just say Bekparshipto. I don't ever call it 180 degrees. It sounds so uh, weird to Okay. No, I mean you're saying it correctly. I'm I'm just I mean I'm reading it. Right, right. No, I get it. Here, but what I'm yeah. saying, like th- that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. you're reading it in English, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I never because when you listen to the song, there's no English in the song. But no. <laughs> I never ever have referred to it as that. So that's why I like went way over my head. Ben is incredible. That's my yeah. girl. Like yeah. if she doesn't win, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be boycotting mamas. I mean, I'm already <laughs> boycotting because I don't care, but yeah, I'm gonna extra boycott. Okay, extra boycott. <laughs> I'm gonna instead of just not streaming, I'm just yes. gonna turn my computer off altogether. So. <laughs> <laughs> So the next is best vocal performance group, and that's Akmu with uh, "How Can I Love the Heart." Wait, "How Can I Love the Heartbreak?" You're the one I love. Winner with millions, Davici with unspoken words, Mama Moo with Google BB, Bull Four with Born, and BTOB with Beautiful Pain. Beats maybe B to B. Yeah, I I think it's gonna be Akmu, but I'm surprised that winner is nominated there. Like best vocal. okay okay mamas sure Uh, how much money did yg give you to put that in there exactly so next is best band performance day six time of our life best what performance best band band performance okay band okay okay mc the max with after you're gone 
oh, sorry, after You've Gone, Nell with Let's Part, N Flying with Rooftop, and Jenna B with For Lovers Who Hesitate. I mean, I really like day six. So yeah. I really hope it's day six. Well, see, I really hope it's day six too. But I remember when we listened to N Flying's Rooftop, and I think we kind of like that song. Did we? I I remember not hating it, but I can't remember if we actually liked it. Hmm. We might have to do a yeah. free mama's review of that. I want to yeah. see. Yeah, we should probably do something where we listen to some of these songs so we have an idea of like what's going on. Uh, and Nell is a really prolific songwriter. Um, I'm I'm not really that familiar with their music, but I do know that they've written like tons of great songs that I've liked for like other artists. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so. I'm kind of interested in that. I don't know the the other people. So (laughs) hopefully it goes to day six for me. Uh, So next category, best hip hop and urban music. Of course. Uh, (laughs) What? (laughs) Can you rewind? (laughs) That's the category. Go on. Minnow with Fiance, Epic High Mm. with Love Drunk, featuring Mm. Crush, Woo Wan J with Taste, featuring Guri Boy, Crush with Napa, and... Hayes, 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 Hayes with she's fine. Girl, it's I don't know. I I I don't know anything about Korean urban music, so <laughs> it better go know. to Minnow's fiance because that is a great song. I love that song so much, and I listen to it sure. all the time. And or it could go to no, it's just them. I mean, I like Epic High sometimes. I I feel like the most iconic hip-hop yeah. group or rap group in korea mm-hmm. okay yeah epic high yeah um but i haven't heard a song from them that like outside of like i think it's called like bring the pain or something about pain featuring lehigh that's a really good song mm. uh, but that's about it and next is best collaboration so you have soyu and ovan with raindrop Lee Sora with Song Request featuring Suga of BTS. Uh, Jang Hee Jin with Yoon Min Soo, Junk on Love. Changmo Hashwan Ash Island, Hyun Kim with Band. And Hayes with We Don't Talk Together featuring Gearboy. And that's also produced by Suga. So Suga is actually in this, this category twice. So that means there's no automatic winner. How is it a collaboration, though? Well, here's the thing. They put his name there because they wanted the clout. Now, yeah. it's, see, it, now it reads like it's a collaboration, even though he just produced the song. <laughs> and he's not actually singing or rapping yeah. on it, apparently. Uh, but it's him against himself in this point. So. Yeah, it's a win-win, so. Yeah, I, I actually don't care about who wins that one. Me okay, either. <laughs> so, best OSD. Gummy for Remember Me for Hotel Del Luna. Genevieve would take my hand for romance is a bonus book. Oh my god, I love that drama. It was so good. Uh, Jang Bon Jun, sorry, Jang Bom Jun with your shampoo scent in the flowers for be melodramatic. Paul Kim for so long, which is Hotel de Luna, and Ha Jin with we all lie Sky Castle. I don't. I guess you don't probably listen to <laughs> uh, OSTs. Or do you? I don't know. Do you? No. Because I know you don't really watch dramas, so I wasn't sure if you... The only (laughs) one that I even really know is the Huarang OST. Okay. Oh, why? Why that one specifically? (laughs) That's the only drama I watched. Okay. No, that's pretty cool. Okay, well, I would say that 
mm, the best OST this year for me would be a, po- a poem titled You, which is by Tian for Hotel de Luna as well. I don't know why it wasn't even nominated since it was, it probably did. I'm pretty sure it did better than the other two songs that are there. But for whatever reason, it's not nominated. So uh, I guess if I had to go with one of these, it would probably be Genevieve's for Romance is a Bonus Book, just because that was my favorite drama this year so far. So yeah, those are the mom and nominations. We know that whoever shows up will win. So yep. when we see who's performing, we will know better who will win these awards. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually tried to vote. But you have to log in and you have to use like, you can't just have like, an account. You have to like log in with your social media. So I said, no, thank you. I am not going to like link my Twitter and have them read my feed and, uh, and make changes and stuff like that. Like, no, thank you. It's not worth it that much to vote for me. Right. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that is the mamas. And the next topic oh, is queendom. Okay. So when we last left off, I believe oh, it's been a while since we talked about Queendom or since I really talked about Queendom on here. Uh, I believe the last part that we, was right before the units. So basically to shake things up. And so the, they didn't have to kick out lovelies who I'm pretty sure would have gone home in this third round. If it was a group uh, competition uh, they decided to go with the units and they split it up into vocal versus performance. So for performance, all basically it was like the lead dancers from all the groups. They, they put on like a really short little performance to display their talent and to show their unique colors. And then for the vocals, they, they picked the representatives and they pair, they were paired up in groups of two. So you had, uh Hwasa and I think Key from Lovelies. You had Minnie from G Silent Idol and um who was she with? Oh uh I can't remember her name but the Mathne from AOA and then you had Park Bomb with uh not Sungi, I think Hyojung from Oh My Girl. And they all performed these songs and uh, I I just know let's just say the the vocal performances none of them blew me away (laughs) none of them i feel like they struggled on that and i feel like they tried to do things and it didn't really work for me the standout though was the dance performances because each girl did you know their own thing to show their own individual talent so they had the girl from lovelies doing this like i would say modern dance and it, it was very flowy, a lot of leg movements, a lot of emotion. And then you had uh, Sujin from G Silent Idol do her sexy thing because her thing is that she's sexy, I guess. It wasn't really anything special, to be honest. It was just like a lot of whining and skin and sort of growling at the camera. It was very strange. And then we had Yua from Oh My Girl did Smooth Criminal. And Jimin, you would have liked this performance because she actually had like the Michael Jackson sort of outfit. Mm-hmm. kind of like a girl version of it mm-hmm. and she did like a lot of his mannerisms and moves and like you know the thing where he like sort of like he's standing straight and he kind of leans down or like kind of tilts forward and tilts back like she she did a really good job of it and then you had uh what's her name from Mama Moo did some boyfriend dance I want to say I don't know it wasn't really kind of awkward to me 
And then Park Bomb didn't do hers because she's a singer and she's not really a dancer. So she had somebody from Brave Girl step in for her and that was cute. And then there was the dancer Chenmi from AOA who did sort of like a sexy confidence dance. It, it was all right. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't the greatest either. So they did these and then they came together. Sorry, they did the individual dances and then they came together and they did a dance to power. Lil Mix's Power, which is one of my favorite songs from Lil Mix. And that was actually like a really solid performance, seeing all of them dance together. Um, and it really sort of highlighted the fact that the dance performance was so much better than the vocal performance. <sighs> it was very strange. And then we got the ranking, we got the the rankings for this. So Yua with Smooth Criminal came in first, which Yay. no surprise. And on the vocal side, I think it was Hwasa and Ki came in first. And then, you know, the other groups sort of came in. I don't really care. I, um, I'll be very honest. Like, the unit stuff was cute and interesting. But I actually prefer when they perform with their group. And when they sort of do what they need to do together. Because uh, I'm in it for the groups competing against each other. I'm not really here for, you know, like, individual girls kind of getting together and doing things. I mean, it, it was fine. Whatever. And it shook up. I think the rankings a little bit because of of who came in first because like perk bomb came in second which she needed <laughs> she absolutely needed because she was at the bottom for most of this competition and so last week and yesterday we had sort of like a they were each like one there were two parts of the last sort of episode which is the final not the final performance but the final performance before we find out who wins and so each group had to sort of give it their all and show the show everybody their colors and show everybody like, you know, what they've learned from this this competition and, and what they want to bring. And oh my girl did a special version of Twilight, which is one of my favorite songs. It was on my B-side list for Oh My Girl because it is such a good song. And they did sort of like a zombie sort of theme for it. It was magnificent. It absolutely was so fantastic. Like I just loved every single second of it. And Park Bomb did Eyes, Lips, Nose, or Eyes, Nose, Lips. I can't remember what the order is by Taeyang, which is very special. I mean, she sounded actually pretty good, like consistently, which usually is a problem for her, I find. Um, but who else was there? There was G Silent Idol did some song. It. It and honestly felt like everything else they've been doing <laughs> on this show this whole single time. So I, I'm kind of over them. I'm going to be very honest. Like I, on Twitter, I made a comment like, oh, I'm so, I low-key do not like GS Silent Idol and I'm so tired of them. And someone was like, low-key, you mean high-key? Because you're always complaining about them. I was like, you're right. You're right. This show has made me completely turn off on them as a group, to be honest. And Lovelies did some other song. It was all right. It wasn't... They're just not memorable as a group. I, I feel, but I do want to say that they finally got a clue and decided to do something that was more in their color and more akin to their image and the songs that they usually perform instead of trying to do something sexy and over the top and like try to change their image. So I feel like that at least was a positive. And then Mama Moo did I Miss You or Miss You or whatever, which is actually one of, or used to be one of my favorite songs from them. So it was kind of nice to hear it again, but also kind of 
they did it more as a dedication to their fans, which I think got them, you know, the fan sympathy and like, you know, really sort of pushed up their support. So I think it was calculated and smart, but you know, whatever. And then, which is even more exciting, they dropped the final track. So basically everything they've done on Queendom has led to this point where they drop, you know, once each group or each act drops a song, same day, same time, and they are all competing with each other. And so I did listen to all the songs and I actually was very surprised to find that I enjoyed every single song, even G Silent Idol, even them. Uh, the highlight for me has to be AOA, which uh, who had the first song that they've released as a five member group now. Because I think they're a five member group uh, after <laughs> losing Mina recently. And so the song was called, let me I have to pull it up. Sorry, because I cannot remember the name of it. I think it's Sorry, but I don't want to be wrong. Yeah, it is Sorry. And it's, it's listed as an urban pop song, but it has a lot of like, I don't know if it's Latin or feel to it. And it's just so freaking catchy. It's such a good song. And I'm so happy that they dropped this because it made me completely forget about the last round, which was not that great. Uh, and I'm really excited to see the music video because it sounds, it's a, such a bop and I'm sure the music video is going to be amazing. And then they lovelies dropped Moonlight, which was cute. I mean, it's cute. They're a cute group. It's a cute song. It's, it's not terrible. Whatever. Park Bomb dropped Can't Turn Back, Can't Go Back, Nowhere to Go Back. That's like the actual title. And she was doing some vocal gymnastics in this this song so i'm kind of interested to see how she performs it live it might be great it might be a total disaster because she's kind of inconsistent but it does sound great and one of the things i really enjoy about park bomb's voice and the way that she sings is always so heartfelt and emotional and so if she even if she can't hit the notes or she maybe changes it to reflect what she can do live uh as long as the emotions are there i think it'll still captivate people and kind of draw them in but it is like honestly a fantastic song uh and oh my girl did gorilla which is an interesting song because it sort of starts very i know it's it starts very differently than it ends it sort of builds up and i don't know it it isn't sort of like a special song to me it doesn't really if I heard this on a mini from them, I'd be like, oh, this is a great song. I wouldn't skip it, but I wouldn't necessarily go back to it. I'm waiting to see how the live performance works out to see if I get more attached to it. But I will be honest, their last mini disappointed me. Their last title disappointed me. So I'm not kind, I'm not really surprised about that. G Silent Idol dropped Lion. And I think this is also in line with their urban hip sort of theme with some of the instrumental choices that they had it's not a bad song though i mean i definitely believe that the lead singer soyeon really likes using um sort of like gibberish or non like non words really in music like that foo 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 whatever in senorita and la ta ta and um in this one there's a part where it's like bleh Blah, 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 or whatever it was like weird <laughs> it's just like some something that i've noticed from all of her songs she, her rap verse was terrible i don't care what anyone wants to tell me like that whole like 
I'm gonna rap really fast, but I'm not gonna rap to a beat. I'm just gonna kind of like freestyle and do whatever. Like it, it's not cute. It's not attractive. Just don't do it. And the last but not least is Mama Moo with Destiny, and it is actually the song that is ranking the highest out of all of these songs. And it, it's it reminds me of a western in some places. <laughs> it's not a terrible song, but it's not anything special that it it's not like mama moves treading on new grounds you know it's it's just sort of like a song that we're kind of used to from them so but i i do think that they're gonna win <laughs> this competition because i feel like this competition has been sort of set up for them and g silent idol to be like the top and they've consistently for the most part been in that position even when you know G Sound I know came in last place, but you know, their fans were still behind them and people were still like impressed with what they had to do and you know, all that stuff. They were. Yeah. Uh, but I think Mama Moo's definitely gonna win it. And the winner gets like their own sort of showcase on Mnet or whatever. So, you know, Mama Moo will get it and it'll be fine, I guess, for them. I don't really care. I'm I have just been like outside of like my personal feelings like, about G Silent Idol and Mama Moo. I have enjoyed Queen Dom. It's so much fun. It's just like fun competition. There's no nastiness. There's no like fandoms fighting each other. Everybody seems to just be enjoying it and enjoying themselves and the competitions. And the, like, even though I was less than impressed with the vocal part, uh, the the competition and, and just what the music that they've been putting out has been fun and like oh my god watching aoa reinvent themselves and just seeing their professionalism and just i've i've fallen actually into aoa much more than i've ever been so it's it's just been a great time and a great ride and i'm excited for the finale it's next week which is halloween this episode will come out before that but (laughs) well you know this episode will come out sorry after that so i still will have to talk about the finale and, you know, I might be a little upset by the end results, but it was a fun ride. And I, I do hope that they do it again. I, I can't even imagine who would be on it, to be honest. But I, I'm really excited to see what happens next. So, yeah, that was my very <laughs> disorganized <laughs> recap of Queendom so far. No, oh, super informative. All right. So next we have Luna. And Luna had some drama recently. Well, actually, not so much Luna, but their company, Polaris, had some drama. We're basically uh, in a court case involving Polaris Entertainment and global IT company Donuts regarding an unreturned lease deposit. The courts have sided with the latter, which is IT company Donuts. Uh, And basically, to summarize, Donuts paid they paid Polaris 400 million won, which is approximately $338,500 as a deposit to lease a space. And the suit was filed by Donuts after Polaris Entertainment only returned 40 million won, which is $33,850 and did not return in the remaining 360 million won. Donuts stated that they invested 3.5 billion won, which is approximately 2.96 million dollars, with the promise that Luna would appear on the My, Li- My Live broadcast, which is run by their company. Not only did the ag- agency fail to return the deposit, but they also did not faithfully keep their promise about Luna's appearance. 
Only one member of Luna appeared on my live, and the promise for the other members to appear on our show was not kept. That's why they filed this lawsuit for the return of the investments, and they were preparing to file for separate criminal charges. Polaris pretty much says that they did not, <laughs> they didn't pay them back, but this lawsuit is ongoing. So there's no excuses, and they have acknowledged that they did not, you know, that they, they might be in the wrong. They haven't said exactly that they are in the wrong, but they are not saying that they're not in the wrong. So <laughs> they're pretty much saying, we're working on it. And Luna, <laughs> Luna's album XX was num- the number one album on iTunes US. Ain't and that crazy? Luna is now the third K-pop girl group to reach number one on the iTunes US album chart. And I'm let me tell you, the other two are twice in uh, SNSD. Probably. Go no, on. I think it's probably twice Red Velvet or maybe Blackpink. Oh, yeah. I didn't think of it that way. I don't think SNSD did that, to be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go on. So, so if you want to look at the iTunes charts, albums charts worldwide, Luna was number one in Brazil and Colombia. Second, in, I guess this was before they hit number one in the U.S. states. Um, they were number two in the United States and Saudi Arabia. Chile, Mexico, Thailand, Slovenia, Finland, Malaysia, Canada, Singapore, United Kingdom, New Zealand, Spain, Netherlands, Russia, Australia, and France. These are all the countries that Orbit had them trending in and and ranking on their iTunes charts. Like, is that not insane? <laughs> what? I didn't know Orbit no, had that crazy. power. I did not know that they had that power. Me either. But, um, you know, not a bad reaction though considering some of the things that other fandoms would have done like gone after this donuts company (laughs) you know with threats and and just spam them and you know maybe even threaten them i feel like just focusing on luna and getting and having them you know chart in all of these foreign countries i feel like that's not a bad reaction to the situation i mean it's not a great reaction but it's not a terrible reaction either it doesn't really hurt anybody is where i'm going with this yeah so yeah but i thought it was pretty great <laughs> yes um is xx the album that you like yes okay well i mean it's a good then a, a good album you know got it to do <laughs> <laughs> so uh the next subject is going to be sully and i will Give trigger warnings, uh, just mention of suicide for anybody who needed it. So I'm sure by now that everybody is aware of the fact that Sully has passed away. And I believe it happened. I got to pull it up. Um, It has been quite some time since this has occurred. I found out, though, on Thanksgiving here in Canada which was the 14th. So I assume it was the 13th of in Korea. Let me uh, just pull it up here. Sorry. Uh, but at 25, Sully, former member of FX, passed away. And the, I don't think the police have outright said it was a suicide, but suicide was suspected. And it was her manager that found her. And I think, I think we're aware of the fact that Sully was a polarizing figure in Korea, polarizing in that people hated her as much as they loved her. And unfortunately, the people who loved her were not as loud as the people that hated her. 
and it did affect it would affect anybody but it did affect Salim we can tell by her the things that she would say the and and the fact that it did come across that she was depressed like many idols are it's it's it's, it's just an unfortunate I want to say it's a result of k-pop because I feel like there's so often that we talk about k-pop and how exploitive it is and it, and it is exploitive and it is it is a lot of bad things but it's not like that for everybody and i think to slap that label on k-pop would be sort of unfair just personally so i would say that maybe it's more of a of a reaction to being in the public eye and being you know rich and famous especially at such a young age and with how a lot of people in Korea struggle financially and have to work, you know, their bare bones for, you know, a living just to live. Some people, you know, they they do get really angry at idols and they do get and they do use that anger to sort of hate and bully people who don't deserve it at all. And I mean, I'm not justifying it at all, like any of the actions towards Sully, I'm not at all, but I'm just saying that there's, this is a, there's a, a nuanced discussion to be had on people in Korea who don't have and the people in Korea who have and why some people do resort to the things that they do when they're online and they're anonymous and they're able to, you know, be whatever they want to be at that moment. It's just unfortunate that Sully was caught up in that because she seemed like a very good person. She seemed like somebody who was very proudly feminist. I don't I don't know if she ever really used those words, but she always sort of stood in her belief and her in her own power as a woman and like what it meant to be a woman in Korea and the sort of freedom that they should be allowed. And it's, it's honestly just unfortunate. It's, it's a very sad situation. No, I tend to agree. Yeah. I I mean, when I found out I was, I was just really, really sad because as I said, Sully, Sully just never came across as a bad person or just like a jerk or like whatever. She, she always seemed like such a sweetheart who, I don't know, like, I I don't really want to say who Sully was. Because I mean, I know her. <laughs> I don't know her, her soul. I it just like she, it always came across to me like she was like a good person, a good soul, and she didn't deserve the treatment she got. And she she tried. It, it seemed like she did try to seek help, and it just wasn't enough. And yeah, I I feel like the world lost somebody who made a difference and could continue to make a difference. And yeah, yeah, and definitely all of her. All of the her friends and the people she survived by, which, you know, like her friends and at least the ones we knew of, I should say. Yes. Um, it's just an unfortunate situation. And yeah, definitely. I pretty much agree with everything you said. And I feel the same way. Yeah. And I would say that if you are feeling down, feeling like you want to hurt yourself or somebody else, definitely seek help however that you can and there's a lot of suicide hotlines uh out in the world because i know we do have a lot of international fans 
And I would definitely say there's there's no shame in seeking therapy. I have a therapist <laughs> and I think it's very important that we have somebody to talk to you when you need to and that you especially when you're feeling very alone. And it's it's life is hard. It, it's it's not an easy thing for sure. Regardless of where you're from and who you are and you know, like it's not easy and there's no shame in in saying that and and trying to find a way to make it through the days and it, sometimes it's just day by day and that's all the that's honestly the best that you can do and that's that's fantastic if you've made it through the day that is so good i i just hope that everybody seeks the help that they get so that they can live a, a happy and fulfilling life yeah so we were gonna end with silly but we did not want to end on such a sad note so the next subject will be misunderstood feelings for idols. And this is just something that was actually born out of a conversation that me and Jimin were having before we recorded. Yes. We started recording very late <laughs> because we were so busy talking about things like this. <laughs> so, um, so basically, it was really interesting just uh, talking about our feelings about idols and how certain people think that we hate certain idols because of the way we speak about them, but we don't actually hate them. You know, we have just complicated feelings towards them sometimes. So we thought we would just talk about maybe one or two for each of us of, of idols that, you know, people have a misunderstood feeling or opinion about us, um, about, if that makes sense. About <laughs> us, about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I figured, but I was like, wait, I, I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> okay, so basically, if, if we feel like we're misunderstood about some idols, so we just wanted to like mention some, so you guys, you guys are our listeners, the people who, you know, listen to us yammer on about these things. And we're very grateful for it, obviously. Uh, so, <laughs> do you want to go first? No, I kind of want you to go first and give the template and I'll follow. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Okay. So, <laughs> my first pick is going to be BTS. And it's going to be <laughs> BTS because this is actually what kind of started the conversation. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just want to go on record and say I don't dislike BTS. I really, I actually don't. I have a super strong issue with the fandom and what i see as anti-blackness bullying and just all around like fanatical like just obsessive behavior like i straight up saw somebody call themselves a bts evangelist and i'm just like no 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 <laughs> please don't do that uh so i want to go on record and say i don't dislike bts i'm not a fan of most of their music but I do really like some of their songs and I don't really have a problem with the guys um, outside of, you know, some colorist comments and word, obviously, uh, and some of them maybe more or less try hard attitude. But the guys, they seem like they're genuinely decent guys who slip up from time to time. So I think that's why I haven't completely written the group off. And yeah, I just wanted to go on record and say that I, like, I really don't have much of a problem with bts mm, you know i mean it's it's more so related to the fandom and 
it is absolutely true that fandoms can turn you completely off of a group. It hasn't happened to me as yet with BTS, but it's getting there. So, <laughs> but for now, I would say that I am. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I. I don't hate them. I don't love them. I'm just like you know, they're there, and I, if they have new music, I check it out, and that's that. You go, Jimin. I think I don't. I don't dislike Blackpink. Okay. I think that people misunderstand that. I critique Blackpink because I feel like I feel like if you are at a height that they had reached in their career where they were performing at Coachella, you need to be like you need to like be worth your height. You know what I mean? Or what's mm-hmm. the not worth it? That there's another saying. Like you need to like I think your hype should match like your um performance should match your hype. Yeah. And I never felt that with them. And, and that, I don't dislike them as people. I don't think they're bad people. I think that um, I think that they're signed to a label that's got iffy values. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, and I think that they as performers could be much better. I just don't hate them, though. I, I, that's not the fact. That's not true. I also don't hate BTS. That's also a misconception. Going back to the fandom stuff, yeah, yeah, that's the biggest barrier to for me. And I do think that that's valid. A lot of people don't think that's valid. I do because a big part of liking something is being involved in the community around it. Yes. Um, I don't like, for example, I don't know how to explain it, but like when I have hobbies, I those hobbies seep into like the people that I'm around the people that like for example k-pop is a hobby and and the people in k-pop that I like to surround myself with include Jay Nat Nash right or like I like watching sports right so I like to surround myself with other sports fans and talk to them about sports right yes um if you feel like you can't do that that becomes sort of it becomes I don't, I don't know. It's like, for me, at least it could be different for everybody, but for me, at least it becomes a little bit like difficult to interact with the art, like interact with the content because it feels like there's no community around it. You can't share that passion with other people, which is important to me. Um, when I'm, when I like something, when I'm interested in something. And it also feels like too, with like, you know, army specifically with BTS specifically, it just feels like their fans, it feels like they, with them not even, I don't know. It just seems like they kind of let their fans control what they do. Okay. I mean, I, I don't think that's, that's something that I, I would have noticed because I, I, I don't, yeah, you don't. Really that involved. Yeah. But I think for me as well, when you're talking about community, the important thing is that you feel like you're welcome. Yeah. So if you're in a situation where you're part of a fandom and, you know, there's anti-blackness or, you know, there's some serious bullying going around you don't feel welcome there anymore and regardless of how much you love the thing that you know you're you're there for if you don't feel welcome like it it kind of it will turn you off of it like yeah there's there's no if ands or buts about that so no i totally agree with that i was just adding another layer of like of course because you know that I wanted to make sure I'm adding to the conversation in a different way because I definitely agree with that. I definitely feel that way. I just also think too, that like, I think there's a layer of BTS allowing their fandom to control what they do to, to like a great extent. I think a lot of, you could say that about anything. Like you could say, like we had, we were having this conversation earlier. 
you could say the NBA is like allowing um, like the Chinese government to restrict their freedom of speech, their rights of, as Americans. I don't necessarily believe that, but you could say that. Um, and I think that like it, it, there's a there's a line of logic there that's very similar. Obviously, it's not the same situation, but the logic is is that you're allowing your money to control the decisions you make. So, like the type of music you put out, instead of putting out music that you're passionate about, you're putting out music that you yeah. think that you assume that they they will like. Yeah. yeah. And lot of times it's not even stuff that they would like. It's just stuff you assume because of kind of maybe their behavior or whatever, their demographics or whatever. Um, or obviously that's like a tame example. And that's not like a constant example of BTS either. But or you're doing things like playing the fence, like with the whole, you know, what you, the Saudi Arabia comment. Remember in the interview? Yeah. Like the whole, yeah, BTS doesn't talk about war or poverty. <laughs> That was actually like honestly like I'm not even a BTS fan, but that was actually really disappointing. The yeah. fact that you built a platform saying that you're you know you're talking about the hardships of life and you know like you're keeping it real, but you don't talk about wars, you don't talk about poverty, you don't talk about racism, you don't talk about you like, know just issues. like yeah real issues, and you also will play anywhere that pays you. Yeah, yeah. So no, I, I see what you mean. Yeah. And, and and if you're not a fan of BTS or if you don't listen to their music, you, a lot of people wouldn't know that they have songs that talk about struggles that they have. Obviously, I'm leaning more towards like the Sugar and the Jungkook song. Yeah. Because that the, those were very explicit. I mean, Sugar openly, he talks about like in detail. It's very powerful and it's very moving. Not, and like I said, I, I'm not saying that you have to talk about that all the time. Yeah. And so I, I, I'm linking all of this. I'm saying all that to say, like, I like BTS, obviously, because if I didn't, we wouldn't have had this conversation. No. This wouldn't have gone this far. No. I wouldn't have, when we, like, watch music videos together, we do it on this website, and I labeled the room Jungkook, long-haired Jungkook whore. <laughs> um, so I wouldn't have done that if I didn't like BTS. Yes. <laughs> so that's a misconception. And those are like the two main groups I feel like there's misconceptions about whether or not I like them. Uh EXO. Yeah. I I don't the only there's only one person in EXO that I like is unredeemable to me, and that's Chin. Like I don't think Chin is super junior level of not being able to be redeemed for me. Yeah. Um, so, it, but the, it's a misconception that I, I dislike all of EXO. That's not true. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's, that's the main, sorry. No, I'm just trying to think of who else I want to mention. I'll mention, <laughs> so what prompted like the thought is that I went to the Tiffany Young showcase earlier this year. Uh-huh. And when I put it on my personal Twitter, one of my mutual was like, oh, but I thought you hated her. Here's the thing. I don't hate Tiffany. I think she tries too hard a lot of the time. Uh, I think she stretches her vocals past what it's capable of most <laughs> of the time. Um, but I actually don't dislike her. I don't, I like, I find like a lot of her positive energy just like necessary and needed, especially in this world today. And I, I don't know, I feel like she is such, like, I, I respect her hustle as well, too. Mm-hmm. So it's not that I dislike her. It's it's just that, you know, like I'm I'm always like I'm, I'm one of those people who like when 
regardless of if you like somebody, if you don't like somebody, if, if like, as long as I don't hate them, um, I'll be, I can talk about the positive and the negative. And when I talk about like the negative or being critical, it's not hate, you know, it's like, it's just me commenting on someone or something, you know, like it's, yeah. it's like, it's like, I don't want, you know, sugar in my tea. That's, that's kind of like, sort of like the equivalent of it, you know, like it's not, you know, vehemence or like, you know, like me, like, oh, this person's evil and terrible and they're the worst. Like, it's not even that at all. It's just like, I'm, I'm fairly like honest and realistic about things I love and things that I'm just like, okay on. And like, Tiffany's one of those things that I'm just okay on. And yes, I, <laughs> I'm critical of her, uh, of certain things about her, but I don't hate Tiffany Young. I don't dislike Tiffany Young. I respect some things about her. Um, she's just like, not somebody that I stand for sure. You know? No, I think people misunderstand legitimate critiques with just disliking someone. Yes. And don't get me don't get me wrong. There are things I say that are like completely not legitimate. But then there are things that are legitimate. Like if I critique somebody because they have been anti-black, like the whole like when I was talking about Chin from the, yes. um EXO, or critiquing somebody because they're you know have sexist comments, or you know because they like ran over somebody with their car. Or have multiple DUIs. Like, those are, like, horrible things. Like, there's nothing okay with, like, driving drunk and stuff like that. That's not okay. Um, I don't care if you, like, drink or do drugs or whatever. It's your body. Just don't put other people's people in harm's way. You're right. Yeah, and I... It's really interesting because I always feel like... You know what? I actually... Okay, it's not that I don't care if people like problematic people. But it's not going to keep me up at night. It's not like that big of a, like, it's not a big, big ass problem for me because like what you do is your choice. And it's like, you know, the choice that you, you, you were choosing to make. But here's the thing. If you like something that's problematic and you know why it's problematic and you know that there, there are justifiable reasons for it to being problematic, then you cannot really get upset when people bring that up. So that, that, that's some of the, that's those are some of the people that I think. And Jay Park, I don't, I don't like or dislike Jay Park. I just don't care about him. I, I, yeah. I think it's easy to think that I dislike him because he that he does trash things that I comment on it. But yeah. honestly, I don't care about Jay Park. Yeah, you know, it's it's really funny. I actually like for me too. I just I kind of don't care about Jay Park. But it's he's just so easy to roast that it's just like <laughs> I mean, I mean when. <laughs> You see, you see the beef right there, and then you got the the meat tenderizer, and then the seasoning salt, the Lowry's. It's, <laughs> it's hard not to go ahead and fix that roast up. You know what I mean, and throw it in the exactly. oven. It's exactly. just right there. So I don't know what y'all want me to do with that one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's sort of also uh, don't dislike Red Velvet, just dislike Wendy. Yeah, yeah, same Z. Sorry. Definitely. Okay. all right so our next topic and our last topic for right now is super m supreme so remember how we had a discussion about how you didn't understand you sorry you didn't understand how someone could get sperm (laughs) from super m so this is where i um (laughs) make my departure (laughs) from the podcast it's been great. <laughs> I don't understand. Kai, I get. Kai, I get. Kai wrote sperm, and then he looked at it like 
I know something's wrong, but I don't know <laughs> what it is. And like this dramatic ass pause. And then he's like, oh shit. And he went back and he had to pick. You know what? The fact that he uh, wrote that, because you know what? Okay. I got a thoughts about this. Okay? okay. Okay. My first thought, well, my thoughts are in this order. Number one, he does not speak English, right? Yeah. So for him to write sperm instead of super M tells me that this was not, this was something that was not done deliberately, of course. But it tells me that he's seen that before. <laughs> no, for real. I think he saw y'all doing it. And then he, he in maybe in the group chat, he, he does that all the time, right? Because he yeah. saw y'all doing it. And so he just got in the habit of doing it so that he did it, right? Yep. I I don't think that it's like oh I don't think it's it's really hard to leave the U out of super M if you don't know like that sperm is a word that means sperm right yes so you cannot use this as a justification or an excuse because <laughs> he has an excuse you don't you're being petty listen he made the mistake because they're such close words and. You know, maybe maybe it was because, you know, the fans were doing it and he saw, it, you know, like on Twitter or something like that. And like it was stuck in his brain. And or maybe he calls it that in the group chat, as you mentioned. But the fact of the matter is that he went to write his group's name and instead of writing Super M, he wrote sperm. So I feel completely justified, <laughs> completely justified. If Kai can make that mistake, I can make that mistake. But is it a mistake <laughs> or is it very intentional? I for on like, your behalf. Okay, at first it was an actual mistake, but then it was funny. So uh, <laughs> then it was intentional. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe you. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. Honestly, like Super M has just been the gift that keeps on giving. Is all honestly I have to say about that. Like just so much fun, so much laughter and love in the fandom. Um, that's why it sucks that I have to talk about this BuzzFeed article that uh, was released by yeah. uh, what, from what I can tell, it's released by a, a fan of one group called BTS. I think we all know them. <laughs> and why is it going to say it like that? Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm listening. And so there were a basically this BuzzFeed article was full of lies. Like that is the biggest takeaway that you can get from it. And the topic of the, the article was about uh, bundling with mm. these albums and how that contributed to uh super m having the number one album on the billboard charts and some people were a little pissed off because i mean instead of minding their business and loving the things that they love while we love the things that we love they decided that they had to make it like their like their their next big (laughs) their their, their next goal in life is, is to basically like destroy Super M because it is a competition, which I don't think it kind of is, or because it's, you know, people are happy and enjoying K-pop again. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of strange. The whole thing is really strange to me, I'll be very honest. And so basically we have this article, which I will bring up. And I mean, the gist of the article is the fact that 
a Super M's album. Basically, the numbers have caused some debate online about the methods used for artists to achieve number one on the Billboard charts. So basically, they're saying they're mentioning that Super M released eight different versions of their album, one corresponding to the each member and a united version. And the, the collection completes the Super M logo on the spines, which fans are encouraged to share photos of in in exchange for the chance to appear on the group's Instagram story. Um, And then the digital copies of the album were included with every sale of a merch item on the SM um, official store, including flash sales of signed posters and and picture disc finals. Most of the items on the website included the option to purchase the Affirm, sorry, to purchase with Affirm, an app which lets you buy now and pay later. And then they also mentioned that digital copies of the album were also included in the purchase of tickets to Super M's US Arena Tour, which went on sale the day after the album was released. And so, (laughs) and obviously there, there was like, like you can sign up for a newsletter and you can get text messages about like streaming the album, buying the album, whatever. Uh, so, I mean, they were really going all out for it, but it's not like bundling is like this mm-hmm. new concept <laughs> that people have, have, you know, all like super M discovered and decided and, and decided to utilize for their uh, album and nobody else has ever done it before in their entire life. I mean, everybody does it. Nicki Minaj was bundling with Weave or something like that a couple years ago. Weave? I'm dead. For Queen, like, I'm pretty sure her, I read that when she was up against Travis Scott. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Swift had, you know, all these special edition versions of her album. Uh, I mean, everybody in K-pop, K-pop bundles in general. And also, EXO is well known to release individual covers for their 12-member group. it's not even like a new concept to like the people involved in this yeah so and shiny literally released the three-part album (laughs) last year when they could have just done it all in one so (laughs) you know what's funny i'm 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 like i'm not aware of it but did they then release one album like as a combination of the three because if they haven't yeah there, i think they did oh, actually exactly because uh-uh. look big bang did um their their uh made concept and then they released the whole album with everything so it's it's not like it's a new concept guys like yeah. and i mean there was another matter of obviously like where if you bought the album on some certain sites like this sm entertainment global shop you they were saying that the sales contribute to the billboard chart and this was like for some of the online e-commerce sites as well but basically like the end result is that they did remove or they said they did remove the non-us purchases from the sales report with what they sent to billboard um, which gave them their number one album okay so this is two parts the other part is the summer walker situation where you know she also was was bundling like like everybody else because that's her right as as an uh, i was gonna say as an american but (laughs) like it's it's just crazy uh so this is like a two prong and and then well more like three prong because a third prong is the fact that armies or some certain armies from what i can see have taken up this this call to arms, this call to legitimize the billboard charts because how dare Super M, how dare Super M, you know, come from that number one spot in such a despicable way and and steal it from this Black woman 
Who? FYI, none of them you give a shit about. <laughs> care about? Y'all didn't even know who she was. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like three prog. Like these, I'm so confused. And then you to write this extremely biased article that you had to go back and correct and write amendments like to. Times. And like, you know, like. Got more amendments than the U.S. Constitution. (laughs) BuzzFeed isn't known for, you know, real news. (laughs) I get it. I get it. (laughs) No, it's not a place for it. But also, I mean, they have, they should have some standards, you know? Yeah. It it just doesn't make sense. And honestly, like, at the end of the day, the people who feel like, you know, they're protecting the integrity of the billboard. <laughs> that integrity has been lost for a long time, sis. Especially since, like, I love in this article, though, they mention Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, Post Malone, all of whom, who achieved <laughs> the number one album on Billboard that they were silent on. You know, and Jonas Brothers, Backstreet Boys, these are, like, all artists, established artists. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? Why would you like it's clear that you don't like Super M and it's clear that you don't want Super M to succeed because you feel like it's competition, but it's it's, like at this point, with what you know BTS is doing, it's not real competition. They're still they still like they're technically still a Nugo group. They're still, you know, finding their feet and finding their way and establishing (laughs) their fan base. So there's nothing to be nervous about i personally think that the people who are most upset about this are just upset because we're having fun and we are not we don't care about what your group is doing for the most part we're kind of just dropping you know we're We're just living our lives and dropping and you can't handle the fact that people are happy and about something that has nothing to do with what you're happy about and that is very selfish it's very annoying you know, like, plus, like, when some of your faves were doing fan mates, you needed, like, 12 million albums to get in to yeah. fan mates. So, I mean... Which is a form where, of bundling. Yeah, where's all the indignation then? You know, like, you weren't upset there when it was, you know, bundling was affecting the, you know, Melon charts or Hantio or whatever. Like, you had no problem then, but all of a sudden, it's a big problem now? Okay. Uh, and then this whole like yeah. like let's celebrate because they dropped off week two honestly yeah that is funny but guess what <laughs> it was also funny when bcs dropped off week two but y'all didn't want y'all wasn't trying to hear it then it's only funny when super m drops off week two okay honestly it was hilarious but you know like, I mean, that's what i'm saying like it's the that's best. the funny thing yeah super m fans are just taking this in stride like super people who like super m and like their music like their album yes people are just like this is all hilarious because it's just fun in games it's th- there's nothing serious about it yeah. we're just we're happy if they are successful and if they aren't then it's like they tried you know and, and we had fun while while it lasted or whatever we got great music out of it yeah you know that's the minimum you know that i could have asked for so i'm if if they like completely bomb and they're concert you know doesn't sell or whatever which i doubt anyways but they're I mean, pretty much yeah. sold out on every yeah. date right now yeah so. but i mean if it didn't i wouldn't care it wouldn't be like yeah. the end of the world for me it would just be no. like oh it sucks but you know like and the I'm fact that that's a, 
Yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that that's a, it's the end of the world for so many people, I feel like I need to, I need to really, really look at your priorities because honestly, I, I like Supergram, don't get me wrong. And I, and obviously you don't want to see like people having injustices done to them or whatever, Not in, you know what I mean? Like bullying or whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like my self-esteem does not rest with whether or not Super M is successful. No. <laughs> I just don't care that much. Like, no, not at all. I, I, I obviously want them to be happy because I'm a human being and I want, I would like any human being to be happy. Yeah. But, and I, and I'm not like a spiteful, jealous person. So I'm not going to be like, well, why are they successful and not whatever group? No. Um, it's only I, funny when you say it about Super Junior. No, yeah, well, that's true. And the reason why that's that. funny is because they are, I mean, there's so many, like, I'm sorry, but if you can do some of the stuff that they've done to humans. So yes, the bundling thing is not an issue for multiple reasons. And the main reason is that everybody does it. But the second main reason is that if somebody cares about you enough to buy like expensive Album. merch yeah, or to buy multiple albums for you, that's fine you know and honestly i don't even think people it's that much like redundant buying no that's actually kind of more of an issue to me than because it kind of like skews whether or not it's the general public that likes you yeah. or if you just have a lot of like diehard fans yeah no absolutely i did hear too like i know how true this is but like they're saying that people would buy all these like you know 12 or 20 copies of the, like a single album and then like as soon as like you know they charted and they got that position whatever they just like drop it off at a coffee shop and there just be these like abandoned albums because you know they don't who needs 12 copies of the same album you know like right unless you're a collector a and it's collector's edition exactly exactly so i mean i feel like that would probably be the only reason i don't really like the whole buying multiple albums you know to help your frames on the chart i prefer like the whole this bundling option where you know like you get the stream you get you get the digital copy of the album if you buy a concert ticket or you do you know you you buy a t-shirt and you get like a digital copy like i feel like that's just less wasteful option yeah (laughs) you know so i feel like none of this is just like something that they have introduced and discovered Right. And all of a sudden they have corrupted the industry. Like it, 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 none of this is that it's, it's basically just it's tactics that other groups have done before that are successful, you know, and yeah. they're just utilizing them themselves. It's, it, is it like, obviously like, you know, you want the chart to really reflect the public, but it it just doesn't work like that. Look at YouTube views. You think yeah. that like some of these music videos really had like five million or 500 million like unique views no 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 (laughs) No. even like okay going from that with that being said right like um the whole thing about the the this being a scandal in the first place is that billboard came out and was like "Mm, no sis all of their stuff was obtained legitimately there's no like because people were also saying like that apparently korean sales were counting towards yes not not korean sales but non-american sales non-american sales were counting yeah and i mean billboard has been around for a really long time and i mean it's not like they haven't set set, like put their foot down with remember when dj khaled was trying to like bundle some stuff for his album to to drop 
um, as a number one album. And Billboard was like, nope, none of these count. I can't remember exactly like the details oh. about it, but I remember him being really pissed off. And I think he like fired his all t- his team or something like that afterwards because he was so angry that he didn't have the number one album. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it, they have things in place to check these things and to make sure that they're legit, you know, to a certain degree, to a certain acceptable degree, I guess. And so just yeah, they don't your, need you playing yeah. Twitter detective. Just mind your business, like love your thing. Like, so we can and and just let them live. <laughs> like, yeah. Just let them live is all I have to say about that. But I am still enjoying Super M. And but yeah, so that was our episode, everybody. Mm-hmm. It was very long. Oh my god! Yeah, my throat is killing me. It's been hurting literally all week. But yeah. then this made it worse. Uh-huh. But I had fun though. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, obviously, we had to speak about some somber things, somber issues. Yeah, uh, but uh, we still were able to end on like a more positive note. And I think we touched on a lot of important topics, got off track it. Uh, sorry, got off track quite a bit. <laughs> and but we still sort of came back and were able to have the discussion. And I hope you guys like it. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, share, follow, retweet, you know, do all of the things because <laughs> we love uh, communicating with you guys and uh, getting new ideas for episodes and special mini shows. Like we have so many ideas for mini shows, but we also want to do stuff that you guys want us to talk about, too, because uh, that could change into like a learning moment and then we could have even more things to discuss. So feel free to reach out to us in just you know with ideas or just topics or whatever you want uh it's it's a safe space yeah we're not too judgmental we're mostly more judgmental with each other than we are with anybody else so it's fine (laughs) yeah uh and yeah just do you have any shout outs shout out to k tiger zero yes um I just love their name. I'm starting to just love saying their name. So <laughs> shout out to them. Yes. Shout out to shout out to Jungkook because I just can't get enough of him. Um, <laughs> shout out to Super M. All of them. Yes. Love those guys. Shout out to Timmy and GD for coming out of the Oh military. my gosh. I forgot to talk about that. But uh, yeah, shout out to GD from we'll probably have way more news like the next episode jun young you were free from the army and he he looks like he's gained slight some weight and he looks very excited to be you know to have done his civic duty as a a korean and you know he's gonna be back and he's gonna hopefully make some some great music even hopefully before the end of the year. Uh, but there were so many people. There were like thousands of people who flew over in who flew to Korea to like be there for his his signing out ceremony. I don't know what they call it. But, <laughs> that's <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah that's what I heard. Huge crowd. I actually did retweet some of it on our in our Twitter page. So you, you can check it out and see. There's so many people there, though. Yeah. So it's crazy. But yeah. I'm excited. Uh, apparently, contracts are up next year for for Big Gang, so they're hoping that they resign. 
Why don't they resign with YG? Uh, well, Teddy's there, and Teddy is like the yeah. They could just literally create their whole own company and then just take Teddy with them. Well, Teddy has a subsidiary company. That's where uh, John Somi signed to. So he could always mm-hmm. just—they could always just sign for that. <laughs> true, true, true. Uh, but yeah, so it's going to be. I'm I'm very happy to see them back and to see them healthy and to see you know, Top is being crazy on Instagram. His his no more crazy self and GD's back and Taeyang's well Taeyang's gonna be back soon and then Day Song's gonna be out, back after that and Big Bang will be all together again. So we're getting, <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. But yes, uh, shout out to to uh, GD for sure. I don't know. Shout out to Ash and Jay and Jerry. Uh, I don't really have any other shout outs, though. Shout out to us. To who? Us. Oh, yeah. It's like two o'clock in the morning, guys. Yeah, (laughs) we're very tired. (laughs) It's been a long episode. (laughs) I will um, just say that uh, please, 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 once again, if you need to speak to somebody, reach out to your local suicide hotline um there's no shame in it and please just you know get the help that you need and that's gonna be it from us today or tonight or this morning and have a great day guys bye